We're in a time of rapid business change. We're speaking with the Vice President of Information Technology at the Texas Rangers, Mike Bullock. Good morning, how are you? I'm excellent. Mike, tell us about the Texas Rangers and tell us about your role. So obviously we're a baseball club. Um, I'm responsible for um, all of the IT infrastructure, IT systems, applications, cloud, cyber products, kind of the entire spectrum of IT for Texas Rangers baseball. As an organization, how large are you? We support approximately 500 um, full-time employees. Uh, we have about 1,800 to 2,000 seasonal staff. Um, and my department is, consists of 11 people, including myself, uh, divided into two functional groups. We have a infrastructure group and a customer service and operations group. And just an awesome group of people. I am so fortunate to have the staff that I have. They've done just a tremendous job uh, during this kind of transitionary time that we've been through. You may be aware that we just built a new ballpark, uh, Global Life Field. We uh, actually moved into Global Life Field on February 24th. So uh, we were in our new home for less than a month uh, before the kind of COVID transition hit us. Um, our last normal day in the office was March 13th. And uh, we found out over the weekend, that intervening weekend, that March 16th, everyone was gonna begin working from home. So uh, you can imagine building a ballpark uh, in itself, a $1.2 billion stadium was certainly a challenge and challenge enough. And, and then on top of that, we. Uh, we're faced with kind of the prospect of working from home basically overnight uh, when we've been in our new home for less than a month. Mike, tell us about the new ballpark. New ballpark is spectacular. Globe Life Field is a $1.2 billion uh, project, uh, 40,300 seats. Uh, it's about 1.8 million square feet. It's significantly larger than Globe Life Park, our former home. Um, and it really is spectacular. Um, you know, probably the I've been asked before what the coolest new technology is at Globe Life Field. And literally and figuratively, the coolest new feature is air conditioning and that retractable roof that comes with it. Um, so it is climate controlled, which is going to be a great feature for our fans. Um, but just a spectacular uh, stadium. So you build a new stadium. It's now open. It's a $1.2 billion stadium. It's now open. You've moved in. Everybody is happy. Friday, you're at work. You get the call. And Monday, we can no longer be at the stadium. Step one is panic. Um, and then I guess step two is martial resources. So, uh, you know, lots of communication with the IT team. Um, you know, kind of checking boxes about things that we know we need to do. Uh, you know, there are a handful of staff that needed computers to work from home. Fortunately, we were well situated there too. We had um, a very mobile workforce. Uh, lots of people worked on surface product. Uh, so we were already pretty well situated for people to be mobile. Um, you know, I think probably the biggest challenge was making sure that people had access to VPN uh, since these were all new tools, we had the added challenge of helping people learn how to use new tools if they had not worked from home before. So just a whole cascade of kind of circumstances uh, from the timing of this being coincidental with 
you know, kind of the opening of a new ballpark. Mike, it seems that your technology and infrastructure played a crucial role in enabling you to move so quickly. So tell us about that infrastructure. The infrastructure that we were using prior to move to New Ballpark was insufficient uh, for us to orchestrate a work from home strategy with COVID. Uh, and all of the new internet capacity, all of the new storage and compute infrastructure, uh, new cyber tools, um, and also our new UCAS platform from Mitel uh, were kind of very instrumental in us being able to work from home. Fortunately, we were well situated with mobility, uh, with most of our workforce uh, on laptop or uh, Surface platform made it really uh, much easier to transition to work from home. Capacity was a huge issue. Another big issue was the ability to simulate being in the office. Uh, one of our key elements was the ability to operate call centers so that we could stay in touch with our customers. And I have to say that the Ignite platform from Mitel enabled us to essentially operate a call center with remote workforce working from home just as if they were in the office. And I did hear from our uh, senior vice president of sales uh, I guess she had had a conversation with some of her peers, and I guess they were amazed to hear that we could so seamlessly work from home and orchestrate a call center, uh, which is really a very difficult thing to do. So we were very happy with that. When you put this infrastructure in place, did you anticipate uh, business continuity needs or, or disruptions? Was that part of your planning? So really, our, our planning, we anticipated that in the lifespan of this building, we would have needs that we could not conceive of. Uh, you know, I think people talk about trying to build things that are future-proof, uh, which is kind of a fallacy uh, for anyone that's tried it. They know that. Um, you know, we really tried to build things that were future-flexible. We wanted to make sure that, you know, we didn't have to worry about fundamental in infrastructure for the next four to five years. So we tried to build things from a capacity viewpoint and an architectural viewpoint uh, so that it had legs beyond year one. You've mentioned seamless communication and collaboration, of course, goes with that. It seems like, like this was a primary goal. You know, I think a big part of the job of IT is to deliver great productivity tools. Um, for our employees uh, and enable their communication with not only with each other, but you know, with our, our patrons and our fans, our customers. Um, and you know, we have a collection of tools to do that, tools like Zoom and Slack. Obviously, the Mitel platform has played a key role both in internal communication uh, and in communication with our customer. Uh, the MyCollab app really has kind of revolutionized the way that people communicate. We have probably um, about a hundred of our staff that opted not to have a traditional desk phone and chose to opt for the MyCollab app. And obviously that helped them immensely in the transition to work from home. Very easy for them to um, just open up their MyCollab app and they're able to work from home on uh, Rangers telephony very easily with no special accommodation from us. So just a really good outcome there and very appreciative of the fact that we had just rolled out that platform 
prior to this um, kind of transition to work from home. And frankly, I guess, and kind of ironically, uh, this gave us an opportunity to work more closely with staff because they needed more support. So a little bit counterintuitive that people being out of the office uh, would actually lead to maybe more interaction than we'd have with some groups before. So it really enabled IT the opportunity to forge a closer working relationship with folks in the organization. That's definitely a benefit. And and I've heard other IT leaders express this as well, uh, that we kind of get to prove our, our value, prove our worth, um, prove the tools that we've selected. Um, you know, I think that's especially true for us. You know, IT has a, has a consultancy role to assist the organization in finding the best tools. And sometimes we direct people to tools and they don't quite understand why. And, you know, I think that's a validation that's come from this is that um, a lot of those selections, not only were they good selections, which I'm, I'm thankful for, we picked a lot of the right tools, uh, but the opportunity to use them in this circumstance kind of validated the reasons that we uh, selected certain tools and, you know, hopefully kind of validates us as a, a consultant um, to the organization and, and gives us credibility. From what you're describing, it sounds like there's really two layers. One is you have that technology infrastructure, but then you have the, the processes and the interaction that rests upon the technology. Yeah, it's, you know, it was very important for us uh, to have as close a working relationship with departments as we possibly could as we were allowed to return to the office. We noticed a lot more interest in audiovisual tools. Uh, we had implemented uh, new smart boards from Avacor, and those had not gotten a tremendous use uh, prior to COVID in the three weeks that we've been in the office prior to the transition to work from home. And what we noticed is after uh, after people had transitioned to kind of this new disruptive form of working, we had a um, a lot more interest in using technology after the fact. So uh, people using Avacore boards to orchestrate Zoom meetings, uh, smart boards for touchscreen. So, um, yeah, I think the one, I guess, productive thing that has come from this is kind of a transition in approach to technology and maybe more acceptance of technology as a core part of communication and collaboration. And, you know, it's just another tool in the two tool belt relative to productivity in the office. So there's a cultural dimension to all of this as well. I really think so. There's a, a Dallas uh, CIO summit that's put together by Avanta and had kind of a, a community call to talk about the ramifications of COVID, maybe learn a little bit from each other um, and, you know, talk about how to adapt to some of the change that we saw. And uh, a lot of people made the observation that these not only are disruptive changes, but they may be changes that stick uh, and change the way we work in the long term. What about resistance to making the changes? Everybody was forced to change literally overnight. And that kind of change is really hard. Yeah, surprisingly, much less resistance than you might have thought. Yeah, I think uh, just because of the circumstance with short notice and uh, work to be done, uh, and obviously still need to communicate with 
with our fans uh, and patrons. There was so much work to be done that we really didn't have time to uh, stop and think about the disruption or resist. Uh, we just had to adopt the tools and move forward. Uh, you know, really amazed and kind of proud of uh, how all of the staff were very, um, you know, flexible and adaptable and, and quick to accommodate the changes. Uh, very productive. Mike, you mentioned Mitel, and I'm grateful to Mitel for making our conversation possible. During this rapid transition, how did you work with Mitel, and what's the nature of your relationship? Mitel has a great relationship with Major League Baseball, a sponsorship relationship, and also with the Rangers. Um, I'd actually been a fan of, of Mitel and Shortel products uh, in the past, and Mitel made it easy for me uh, when it comes to technology selection. When they acquired Shortel, um, that really made the the technical preference pretty easy for me. Uh, we've worked with Mitel for about two and a half years uh, in the process of integrating uh, UCAS for Globe Life Field. They did a spectacular job in project management. Um, you know, I've always said that the perfect salesman is uh, persistently patient and patiently persistent. And that's exactly the way that Mitel approached project management they pushed just hard enough. Obviously, we were busy with, you know, a million different aspects of this project going on. And the Mitel team consistently pushed us just hard enough to keep us moving forward, uh, but always were cognizant of kind of our priorities with building the new ballpark. Um, and I can say that, uh, you know, something like a phone system is so high touch, uh, it, it can be an oops and a big project. In fact, it can be um, a pretty catastrophic uh, failure uh, if it's not orchestrated properly. And I have to say, I didn't have to worry about uh, the impl implementation of UCAS, uh, and that's due to our project manager and the Mitel team just doing a specular, uh, spectacular job in delivering product for us. And Mike, what's next for the Texas Rangers from an IT standpoint? Obviously, we're anxious to play baseball. Um, you know, that's our principal focus and objective. And, you know, we've spent uh, three to four years uh, in the design and construction of a new facility. We want our friends and fans and guests to come visit us so that we can show them what we've built. We're working on some new infrastructure upgrades to 5G for cell service. Uh, which should be completed very shortly. Um, and then a raft of other projects for several of our departments here that we're going to have to complete in the next couple of months and certainly hope to be playing baseball in July or August. It's a busy time for you right now. It is. Mike Bullock, Vice President of Information Technology at the Texas Rangers. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thanks, Michael. This was great.